Welcome to Citizen. We have a very special guest today. I don't know what your title is actually over there, but uh, CEO, Chairman, Founder of Hungry Heroes, Amanda Regan. That's correct. You got it right. Was it? It's all those things. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, all the above. So, a lot of people, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of people may recognize you from the interwebs um, for barbecuing which is something that's very near and dear to everyone's heart. I did listen to this show, I think. <laughs> uh, tell me kind of what you do and how you got into it. So I got a Traeger grill um, Christmas of 2017, and I just started kind of teaching myself in the backyard, um, kind of mess up and failure and learn from your mistakes. You know how many briskets I've burnt probably? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just started teaching myself, and on social media I learned a lot. Um, and then kind of, I don't know, kind of came obsessed with it. And so, uh, that was before Hungry Heroes started. And tell me what Hungry Heroes is. So basically I, I got my first grill Christmas of 2017, like I said, mm. and then in January of 2018, exactly a month later, um, there was an ambush on officers in York County, South Carolina. So we had four officers get ambushed, um, which resulted in the line of duty death of Detective Mike Doty. And I had never uh, seen my community so broken. Um, I was a full-time FedEx driver. And so the day of his funeral was my delivery at the church. Uh, I couldn't even get near it. Um, police cars from all over the nation, Canada, Texas, New York, uh, helicopters. And I mean, this was before the police brutality started. Uh, so. I just sat at the stoplight and started crying. Um, mm. And then from there, I, I just started praying, like, how can I help and give back? So I started grilling, uh, mm. making barbecue uh, and visiting each each agency in my area. So we started out with the police department and the sheriff's department, um, medic, dispatchers. And then shortly after that, uh, veterans and military. And what's your goal exactly with all of this? Initially, my goal was to help heal York County where I live. Um, my brother's a police officer, he's a Marine, and a lot of people were putting like thin blue line flags up or blue light bulbs to show unity, but I tangibly wanted to, to make a difference and the only way I really knew how was food. Um, so even serving a hot meal just to say thank you and we see you um, to help heal my area, that was my only goal and hope, hoping that it would encourage others around the nation to do the same thing, whether it's food or not. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Anything you can do to give back. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Uh, we expect a lot out of people, um, particularly people who serve the community in some way or another, you know, um, police, fire, EMS, um, even military folks, people have very high expectations. And uh, I, I think more and more recent, especially recently, it's become more and more clear. <sighs> I guess what the, um, the physical and psychological, psychological cost of doing those jobs is, right? Um, and, you know, I, I, I validating that sacrifice, I think, is a really important part of the feedback loop. You know what I mean? I, I don't think anybody wants to be. I don't think anybody wants to be party to a system uh, 
where they sacrifice yet go unappreciated, right? I mean, that seems like a bad combination of things. Right. Um, I mean, I, I think the I think timing is always. I don't know. It was kind of on my side. I feel like so in 2018 when the ambush happened, our our nation didn't really look the way it looks now. I mean, it was it was getting shitty, but it wasn't mm -hmm. as bad as it is now. Um, and so I feel like the Lord was preparing me to to figure out how to run a nonprofit. Um, what what was I doing? You know, I had my daughter when I was 19. Uh, I've been working in a FedEx truck for years. And so um, with the support of, of online in our community, I was able to finally leave FedEx last June. And so it's full time. And, and I feel like I was able to learn and get my ducks in a row um, before our nation turned upside down. I mean, it's worse now with, with body cams and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's ugly. And sometimes whenever I get to serve them, it, it's, we get to fellowship and hear stories that you usually wouldn't hear that you don't hear on the news. So that's one of the cool things about it too. It seems like it might be a good idea for the broader public to hear those conversations though, frankly. Right. I mean, uh, you know, I agree. most people, um, if you talk to first responders, they'll tell you most people only come into contact with them on a bad day or some, in, in a lot of cases, the worst day of their lives. You know what I mean? So it is, uh, it's it's almost like being a postal employee, you know what I mean, where it's just constant bullshit all the time, yep. and there seems to be no reprieve from it. And then the public facing, uh, ask like nobody gets their mail on time and and throws a party. They're just like, yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's how that's supposed to work. But if your mail's a day late, you're gonna call somebody and and be a dick to them probably. And that that's pretty much how it goes for any kind of public service. Um. Have you, have you done, I, I don't know enough. I've seen a bunch of your stuff, um, but I don't know that I've seen um, that particular part of it, you know, where it's you and a, and a couple of officers sharing stories over the food instead of just the food itself. Right. Um, well, with COVID, we had to kind of think outside of the box. So a lot of our meals were drive through mm -hmm. um, and, and to go plates. Um, but on a normal Hunger Heroes event, you know, I'll barbecue all night, show up, serve a hot catered meal to everyone working, including um, uh, detectives, secretaries, everyone. But some events aren't fun. You know, like some events are after tragedies or after a funeral of a line of duty death. Um, last summer, whenever the condos collapsed in Surfside, Florida, mm -hmm. um, I got a call the day after it happened, like, hey, we need to we need to feed our, our guys that are searching for bodies over here. And so I, I got on a plane, my dad and I went down there and, and we served right on like the scene of the building where it collapsed. And that was one of the worst um, sites that I had ever seen when they were still looking for bodies. Um, so it, it's not all fun. Sometimes we do have events where they bring their family and kids and you get to meet the hero behind the badge. And, and I don't ever recognize them without their uniform on, but um, that's a cool way to, to get the whole family involved. Because at the end of the day, the spouses and the kids are sacrificing too. Mm. You know, you never know when mom or dad's going to get off because they're going to get, they might get a call. Yeah, certainly it's, uh, uh, you know, insecurity is one of the most difficult things in life to live with, not knowing what's going to happen next, um, whether it's your finances or your life, frankly. Um, right that's tough for a lot of people to deal with. You know, just one thing that I think would be really helpful for people um, and helpful for the relationship between police and the broader public is 
seeing those, if you want to call it an intimate moment where they're not doing their job or they're just a regular person. You know what I mean? Cause I think people for some reason have this, this bizarre idea <clears throat> that, you know, police and, and, and soldiers and shit are just made in a lab somewhere and they <laughs> do their job and then they go back into a robot closet and charge up until the next day. But it's like a real person with a family and stuff. I would like to hear those stories. Um, so maybe we can do something together in that regard at some point. I can send a crew there to, you know, I, I would like to film some of those conversations. I think it would be important to see those people with their guard down a little bit. Um, right. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we have at this, the, the premise of this show is that you can um, do what most folks seem to do this this age day and age and uh, you know bitch and moan about your rights and how bad everything is and uh, you know sit around and wait for somebody else to secure those rights for you and you will ultimately be a subject under their rule right there's a trade-off for that right. if you don't actively participate in your own governance then somebody with less noble intention than you are is going to come in and fill that power gap that gap um, or you can do it yourself. You know, you can take it upon yourself to execute the responsibilities required of someone to be a citizen in the country, and then you're a citizen, right? That's the difference, right. is the effort. And we've lost, we, we seem to be, we seem to be disconnected in some way between effort and outcome, right? Like we expect an outcome without necessarily expecting to put in the effort. You can see it in almost every facet of our lives, we, we try to take shortcuts almost everywhere, whether it's in our personal lives or in our personal health and fitness and stuff like that. People are, people would rather inject themselves with something than go work out for 25 right. minutes a day, which is very bizarre to me. Um, because when has that trade off ever worked, right? There's always a price <laughs> to pay for that. Um, <clears throat> so in that vein, we kind of developed this list of principles that I think is kind of central to being to being a good citizen of a of a country right and the first one is uh i'll support and defend liberty against all enemies foreign and domestic i wonder if you might tell me what that means to you i mean i will always support and defend the men and women fighting for my freedoms um and i'll do what i can here at home in our backyards to make sure that, that they're appreciated and that they know that we see them. I mean, uh, I guess I answered that right for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just about what you think, right? Yeah. So like I'll always support those who, who protect and sacrifice for us, basically. Um, they're un they're underpaid. Um, they're deserving. And so anything that we can do, which I try to encourage everyone, even my daughter, um, whether it's a simple thank you, a hug, opening the door, buying them a meal, just something as simple as that goes a long way. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> so that, let's just I'll get into the next one then because it kind of is right up your alley. Uh, the second principle is I'll do something every day to help my country, my countrymen or all men. And it seemed that that used to be kind of. That used to be the standard, right? You hold, you held the door for people. Uh, <clears throat> men walked closer to traffic than women. You know, you if 
push her to the inside and it just yeah. like hold the door for people pick up garbage on the ground if uh, people moved into your neighborhood you've made food and brought it to their home just even like who that's that's a silly thing to do to be honest because obviously they have food but it's <laughs> like you're going out of your way to make sure that person feels one welcome and two understands that you're the kind of person that'll be there if they need them which i think is an important thing um, but this is kind of, th this one in particular is one that you've, uh, kind of centered your life around, I think. Right. I, and you know, what's funny when you were describing that, like I was raised like that, everything that, that you mentioned, my, either my dad or my brother treated me that way. And I was raised that way. And, and what's funny now is like, even if you go out of your way to, to be kind and do something nice for someone, you look like, they look at you like. Like what, excuse me? You know what I mean? Like, cause they're not used to it anymore. Like I was, I was at the grocery store the other day and the cashier, you could tell she was just tired as hell. Mm. And I was like, hey, do you want a drink? And I'm sitting here thinking like, what do you want out of the cold case? I'm gonna buy you a drink, just something nice, just to bless you for today. And like, I think she thought I was asking her out or something. <laughs> and she was like, what? I was like, no, I'm just trying to like give back and just, you know, like say, thank you for what you do. I see you. Um, I guess my point is though, like, it's so far few in between these days that they look like they look at you like you're a dumbass sometimes when you're trying to do something nice because our world is just not the same. Uh, yeah, it's definitely it's it's definitely quite a bit different than it was before. And, you know, I think um, just from a political science standpoint, you see this through history. I've been I've been thinking and talking about this a lot lately, but the more. Um, the more authoritarian government becomes, the more reliant people become uh, on government even, uh, or, or outside influences outside of their community. Uh, the worse things seem to get, and I think even, and maybe this is the cause, but even worse than that is that people tend to turn inward, you know what I mean? They stop caring mm -hmm. about other people, and I think it might be just some kind of long-form fight-or-flight mechanism or something, but what you see in like more decentralized time periods when, when there's not a lot of institutional power around you, um, when there's not a lot of external influence over your life, people tend to get quite a bit more generous then. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. it's, I think it might be instinct that, that brings that on like, Oh, there's nobody coming to save us. We've got to do this ourselves. And, uh, that's a good instinct to have. So, yeah, I think it's uh, <laughs> it's kind of sad, I guess, that it's a radical idea to just be on the lookout for opportunities to help people. Because, yeah, I know. You know, it, it's like every meaningful thing you ever do in your life is going to be in the service of somebody else. Not not for your. You'll never do anything meaningful for yourself. That's stupid. That doesn't even make any sense, right? It's always for someone else. Um, I think I'm trying to f remember it. Something I was talking to somebody the other day. And uh, they were just asking me about, <clears throat> you know, having a general attitude about service and things like that. Um, and I told them to keep score of what you owe and not what you're owed. You know what I mean? Um, and take every opportunity you have to pay what, you're what you owe back with interest. Because if you get into this cycle of only being concerned about yourself, Man, those people are just exhausting. I mean, 
you're going to spend most of your time on social media talking about horoscopes and healing and uh, your trauma and shit like that. It's like, shut the fuck up, dude, and just go live your life. I mean, it, yeah, it's it, exhausting. it is so tedious. It's, it's hard to even uh, be around people like that. Um, but yeah, you, you're, you're doing uh, something that I think is really important. You know, it's, it's like we all go through these periods where something means a lot to us, right? Like you see, okay. in, your, in your case, you see the sacrifice of uh, first responders. You're like, somebody should let them know they're doing a good job. So you figure out a way to do that, right? That's that's very meaningful to people. Um, I wonder if you see uh, anything else like that going on in your community from other people. And uh, in addition to that, what kind of responses are you getting from these officers and EMTs and people? Well, at the beginning, I was full-time FedEx and then Monday through Friday and then barbecuing all night and serving with my daughter on the weekends. And so uh, I'm not going to lie about a year into it. Like I, I wanted to quit. Like I, I couldn't, I was just exhausted. Um, but the, the response and the support from, from online and here in my community, I mean, it's changed my life uh, five years in and it's full time now. And, and I know that, that we're here to serve others and it's not about us, but it's true that, that when you're serving others and blessing others, like you will be blessed. Um, and, my, my family's been blessed as well, but now it, it means a lot to me because the first year or two, I'm reaching out to a lot of these agencies. Like uh, if they've had a line of duty death or they need a morale boost or something like, hey, like uh, we appreciate what you do. Can we come serve you guys? But um, now uh, they call us, you know, I've had I've had our local sheriff call me at midnight. Um, we have a man, an active manhunt. We need to be fed. So it's, it's, it means a lot to me to know that they can reach out and they know that we're here. So, so now it's kind of like us filtering all of the um, requests. You know what I mean? It's not just me reaching out, showing appreciation. It's that they know that, that we're here. Mm. Let, me, let me ask you this. Um, when, when things got kind of rough and you were thinking about quitting, what was it that kept you on mission, I guess? I was I was making a difference um, and I knew that if I kept, I didn't want to quit because I knew I was making a difference, but it, it was the fact that I was doing it by myself. Um, but we, I was able to create a 501c3 and get board members. You know, my, my dad retired, so he's my right hand man now. Um, and I don't know how religious you are. I'm, I'm not sure, but I kept it in prayer and I just knew not to quit. And so in 2019, at FedEx, I was working six days a week to five to four to three to two. And then my contractor was like, Amanda, just just go like you got this. So it, it was hard for me to step out on faith to, I don't know, to do it full time. But there's always going to be a need mm. and it's worked so far. Um, I, I have had to learn how to how to say no. You know what I mean? There's so many people out of the woodworks that reach out. And so that's been a blessing. <laughs> to say no, because no matter what we do today, tomorrow, there's going to be another need. Sure. Yeah. I was, uh, that's, was going to be my next question. Are you having trouble keeping up with the demand at this point? Since, you know, people, you're, you're not looking for people to help. They're looking for you at this point. Yes. Yes. Um, we actually have two more board members this year. Um, and, and like I said, at the beginning, I was in a driver's seat forever. And so it was kind of like I was thrown into this world. I've never been in a corporate world. I, I don't know anything about nonprofits. And so I'm thrown into this world and kind of just, 
I don't know, like building the plane in the air. Um, and, and it's, and it's worked so far. And, and the cool thing is if you look back and think about it, put the puzzle pieces together, we, we strive on blue collar people, $5 a week, $10 a week. Like we, we're not out here with all these big grants and stuff like that. So, um, that speaks volume. If you look at the statistics of, of who gives and who follows us. And the one thing that I have learned, veterans give the, I mean, we do a, we do a, uh, an event at the Charlotte VA every month and it's, it's a drive through event. So veterans just line up in their cars and come through and get home goods, laundry detergent, a barbecue plate. The veterans that come through that look like they don't have shit give the most and i remember i remember one of the guys came through and i was like thank you for your service and he was like no thank you for your service and i'm like ah, like trying to not cry but that that mean that meant a lot to me you know yeah that's a good topic i mean um someone just yesterday actually was asking me they, they've their their son is now uh, a junior in high school and the plan has always been for him to join the military since he was like in middle school, I guess he's just always kind of wanted to do it. <clears throat> and they're asking me advice. Like everything's kind of fucked up right now yep. in our government. Um, but he's, he wants to join the military. I'm like, I, I wouldn't like, I, I, I wouldn't join the military right now. And I'm damn sure not going to give somebody advice that I wouldn't take. But to your point, there's a lot of ways to serve. You know what I mean? Um, and, and to the point of the man who thanked you for your service, <sighs> ultimately my advice was to tell the guy to find a sheriff's department, you know, to work for, to become a deputy sheriff, because it's still a, a democratically elected position and, right. uh, sheriffs are by and large, uh, is the, about the highest form of authority I'm comfortable with. Um, cause I'm a, I'm kind of into the, into the chaos thing a little bit. I don't like government, but, um, you know, there, there's plenty of civil service out there to the point of this, um, this principle, I'll, I'll do something every day to help my country, my country, and all men. I do think that not everybody's going to have a career in service, right? Like you can't, right. we, we need plumbers and people in finance. We need people that are building houses. You know what I mean? Uh, but we also need people whose job it is to help other people and, and, you know, so there's a, it's a pretty broad spectrum, I guess. It's people, you work a nine-to-five job in an office somewhere. That doesn't mean you can't serve your community still. You can still right. be kind to people. Uh, you can still help people around you uh, as, as good as possible. You can be a good parent. That's, that's always a nice yep. thing for the, for the community is to not have shitty kids. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there, there are, again, there are quite a few ways to serve your community that don't involve firearms um, or, or combat or any of that shit. And, and you're doing one of them that I think is really, uh, really good for the community. I'm glad that you're doing more press recently to get kind of that message out there. Hopefully people will start copying what you're doing. Um, have, have, you, have you had any thoughts on expanding your program to other cities and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, I've thought about having chapters around. Uh, you just have to, strategically find find the people who represent you the way you want to be represented because i've i've had a lot of people reach out especially when when hunger heroes was new like hey how can we do this where i live all they want are, are free grills or likes or shares or some shit like that. it's 
so I've been careful about that. And um, I knew if I grew too quick, I would fail. Mm. Um, so hopefully, hopefully one day, I mean, we're five years old. We've served over 50,000 first responders in the nation already. Um, and so I never thought that would happen from one girl. Uh, the one thing I did learn, though, is it, we were talking about how people look at you when you do something nice. But doing this, I've had to get tough skin, really tough skin, especially on the Internet, online. Um, it hasn't been so much lately, but I mean, I've had, you know, podcasts mocking me. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I was really sensitive when I first started this. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. And just got to keep going. Um what mocking what, what would they be mocking you for exactly well in hunger here started in 2018 mm -hmm. exactly a year later right when i wanted to quit um i had a prayer that i, I prayed for a stranger on my route and it went viral mm -hmm. so a lot of people think that i started hunger heroes after that because i had because i had already been on the steve harvey show and mm -hmm. fox news and all this stuff which is wrong hunger heroes was a year old before that happened um not a lot of people were hating because of police. I mean, obviously calling them pigs and all this kind of stuff, but I was be I was getting more mocked for um, praying for someone or, or my Christianity, my religion, really. And and it was like all these atheist pages. And, you know, I had to tell my mom, like, don't click that link because <laughs> my mom's like face is red. She wants to comment back. And like, oh, know. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't, that's like a mom at a little league game where somebody's talking yeah. shit to your kid. Yeah. You can't even, even you as an adult, how old are you now? I'm 36. Yeah. So your mom's still trying to, she's still trying yeah. to talk shit to people fucking with you on the internet. That's really funny. <laughs> um, Dude, my dad's the worst. I had, I had to get sled involved like a month ago for a stalker. Mm. And it's like, <laughs> I shouldn't have even showed my dad all of that. Uh, SLED, by the way, is a law enforcement agency in South Carolina for you guys that don't know. Oh, my bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, I only know that because I'm also from there. Um, from, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Greenville. Close, yeah. It's, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't nice when I lived there, unfortunately, but now it's pretty nice, I think. It's awesome. Um, Downtown, yeah. Yeah. Um, so speaking of all that, you know, you're a, you're a mom. How, how old is your daughter? 14, I You're guess. You're not going to believe me. You said you had her when you were, you were 19, so 17. She's 17, yeah. yeah. Um, how's that gone with all this? I mean, is she, is she involved in the in the charity at all? She seems like, I mean, just from what I've seen casually from following you on social media, she seems like a good kid. What is she involved at all? Yeah, I mean, she's, it's taught her leadership. Uh, when I was still full-time driving the FedEx truck, uh, there was a lot of times I couldn't get off of work and actually serve. And one of the earliest memories I have of her volunteering um, in Columbia, South Carolina, we served on the base. And my mom and my daughter, Riley, went because I couldn't leave work. And my mom FaceTimed me while I'm driving. And my daughter, what, 12 at the time, was standing up in front of uh, it was like 200 soldiers that were about to be deployed telling them our story. And I mean, I'm just crying. So it's it's taught her to serve. Um, it's taught her to, to be a leader. And she's also seen me struggle from from going to a single mom, didn't get to go to college, no culinary skills, no corporate background, um, living my best life, getting opportunities that that I never never even imagined that I would have just just some simply serving others and not stopping. 
Yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's funny. Kids, you, you can say whatever you want to them, but they're really just going to watch what you do and copy that for the most part, right? I mean, it's that's got to be... It's got to be rewarding, but but also frustrating because the pressure's on all the time to do the right thing. Um, yeah. I mean, it's good to have guardrails in life, certainly. But sometimes you just want to be like, fuck that guy. You know, just light his ass up and you're like, you look over and your kids are like, shit, all right. I guess I, guess I have to deal with this a little bit more diplomatically at this point. I have to tell myself that all the time because I don't know if you ever saw the prayer video, but like I'm about to lose my shit in public and I have to remember, oh, I'm the prayer girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saved, but I'm not that saved all the time. Yeah, well, nobody is, right? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I, I'm I've been cruising through uh, your social media here. I see you've done some stuff with uh, Chuck Liddell before. He's a good buddy of mine. Um, Love him. That's what Chuck does these days. He pretty much just shows up at charity stuff and does charity. Yeah. Um, he's a really good dude. He's usually at the ranch whenever we're serving combat vets. Which ranch is this? Uh, E3 Ranch Foundation in Fort Scott. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he comes out there and just has fun with all the vets and they just think that he's cool as shit. So I love him. Um, have you done any like collab fundraisers and stuff? Like I know, um, I don't know exactly how they've been doing it lately, but black rifle, I was, when I was a VP of marketing, they would do these, uh, adaptive athlete things. Right. So it's like, um, at our ranch in Bernie, Texas here, they'll set up, a like a, a, a compound bow range or a crossbow range or something like that and take the guys through the course and let them shoot stuff and it's a competition and and bring a caterer down to the ranch to cook a bunch of it's it's always barbecue because it's fucking Texas yeah. right you can't if you try to cook I guess you can get away with a crawfish boil here but anything other than crawfish boils <laughs> or barbecue you're gonna get laughed out of the room you know what I mean well barbecue goes far too certainly does yeah I mean you can cook big ass pieces of meat so yeah um that's basically what I do whenever I go down to the E3 Foundation in Fort Scott. I mean, they fly in combat vets um, for two deer hunts a year and a turkey hunt. Have we ever had one for Hunger Heroes? No, we haven't. Um, but if you ever need a cook, I'll be glad to come out and hang. Usually I have fun after the vets. So like last turkey hunt, once all the vets shot a bird, I went out there and got a big one. <laughs> and so sometimes I get to have fun too. Well, it's always nice. Yeah, I mean, I'll, let me let me look into that because we've got a gun range down there at that at that ranch as well. It's always a fun time down there. Um, what kind of, uh, you know, a, as this thing kind of expands, um, what are your goals? You know, like how do, do you have anything specific in mind? I know you mentioned doing the chapters, but it's difficult to, you know, find the right kind of personnel in different areas and stuff like that. But aside from the challenges, what what are some of your goals? Like if you had your uh, you know, your best case scenario, how would this look over the next five to 10 years or so? It might seem far-fetched, but I want to serve overseas. Um, I know Traeger Girls has done that multiple times. I want to serve our men and women while they're over there. Um, there's some places I want to serve Border Patrol. Um, New York City, I've never been there. I want to serve there and, and see like 9-11 Memorial. Um, if I, if we could grow to put like my dad on payroll and if four could give me a new truck, cause I've already been working on that, you know, I could pull the trailer everywhere. <laughs> but other than that, I, sometimes I feel like my, my expectations or my visions are too far fetched. But at the end of the day, 
five years ago, I was praying to get out of my FedEx truck, and here I am. So um, we did a, Ford actually reached out last year um, and did a commercial with me for Veterans Day, wanting to show like how a Ford driver's giving back in their community. So I've been working on that. Um, a lot of people always ask, well, how do you get your equipment there? But since uh, Traeger Grill Ambassador, if I'm flying into where you are and I'm not pulling the rig, I'll just let them know the Traeger dealer where we're going to be at and they provide the grills. Um, I don't really know specifically what my what my end goal is, though. Well, maybe you don't have one, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe there is no end to it. Um, there, it's uh, Barbecuing is a weird community. You know, it's different than other types of cooking i think um like especially it's like a jeep club (laughs) a little bit yeah if you cruise around texas you'll see just the the widest variety of people from uh nationality ethnicity and age as well men and women like there's a there's a lady there's a lady here i think she's about an hour and a half north of austin here that's been running the smokehouse for a billion years. I think she's been there for 70 years or 65 years or some crazy shit like that. And she doesn't have any instrument. She's just got a wood fire and a wood fire smoker. That's that she doesn't have uh, thermometers or anything like that. She just oh, uses wow. her hand for temperature. You get characters like that. And then you have, you know, um, people like, uh, like Franklin and uh, he's, he, he's doing all these other weird restaurants uh, like, mashups between Korean barbecue and American barbecue. There's a place oh, called yeah. Loro here in uh, Austin. That's really good. I just think it's a, it is a pretty interesting community. The Pitmaster community, if you want to call it that, yeah. it, it's a very interesting community and they all seem to be, they all seem to be pretty helpful. You know what I mean? It's like, I know so many people who have started at places and it's like every one of them has the same, uh, they all have the same story. It's like, yeah, this dude, I was washing dishes in this restaurant and this guy who was a pit master said, Hey, why don't you come over here and learn how to do this? It's almost like they're passing institutional knowledge around and stuff like that. But But you learned it on your own, right? Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash citizen podcast. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off ordering uh, with your interactive monitoring. So uh, did you know that property crimes like burglaries and package theft spike over the winter time? It's a fact. That's why now is the best time to secure your home with award-winning home security. Simply Safe is the home security system I recommend to everyone. We use it here at the office. Uh, make it your resolution to start the new year with greater peace of mind and safety for you and your family. Uh, and here's why I love it. It's super easy to set up. It is, it, it'll take you maybe half an hour to set the whole system up, which by the way is quick uh, compared to other systems. Uh, Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report for the third year in a row. In an emergency, 24/7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect uh, technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real, so you can get priority police response. Or if it's a false positive, they can make sure that you know you can get some peace of mind about that. Uh, Simply Safe is a whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, every window, every door. HD security cameras for inside and out. Smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when the threat is actually real and it's not just, you know, a, a, an umbrella outside flapping in the wind. And even hazard sensors to, that detect fires, floods, 
and other threats to your home. <clears throat> Look, it's cheap. 24-7 professional monitoring services uh, cost about uh, a little bit under a dollar a day, less than half the price of ADT. So with a top-rated Simply Safe app, you can also stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere, arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, adjust uh, system settings. And, you know, one of the ancillary benefits of this is that you tell your insurance, your home insurance company, especially if you're a homeowner, but even as a renter, that you have this kind of system and now your rates go down, right? So not only are you saving money on the service itself, but the service itself is saving you money in other ways. So customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash citizen podcast. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off your order uh, with interactive monitoring. That's simplysafe.com slash citizen podcast. S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash Citizen Podcast. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This episode of Citizen is also brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash drinky bros. Right now, Ghostbed is offering 40% off Ghostbed bundles where you get a mattress and an adjustable base. For everything else, 30% off if you use the code drinking bros at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. If you get the uh, 40% off deal, if you use the 40% off bundle deal, you're going to get uh, a mattress and all your stuff, your base, your sheets, your pillows, all this stuff for about 30 to 35 bucks a month. They've got a zero down, 0% financing plan for up to 60 months, six zero months, that's five years, uh, about the lifespan of the average bed. So it works out great for you, works out great for uh, the company. So go check it out. Go to ghostbed.com for slash drinking bros. Whether you're in the market for a bed, uh, an adjustable base, whether you just need sheets or pillows or any of that stuff, they got the best. The mattress protector, the weighted blanket, they have everything you need there. 30% off everything. Use the code DRINKINGBROS at ghostbed.com forward slash DRINKINGBROS. Or if you need that adjustable base as well and the mattress, get the bundle and everything else you add onto that deal is 40% off. Yeah, all alone. Um, but I mean, with a Traeger grill, a wood pellet grill, it's kind of like set it and forget it. So I didn't have, didn't have to learn how to babysit. I mean, I had the old smokers. I had the, you know, the vertical with the door mm -hmm. and I had I always grew up helping my dad, but, um, you, people do pass along their knowledge, but there is a lot of barbecue people that, I mean, they won't tell you anything cause it's all a competition. And sure. I get that. Like I have a recipe for my sauce, banana pudding. I won't, I don't really share any of that, but I mean, if you inbox me and say, Hey, what internal temp do I do? You know, I'll, I'll let you know stuff like that. But um, yeah, but you can look that shit up on Google, man. You don't need to ask. Well, now, it. yeah, now you can. <laughs> um, yeah, you're looking for two hundred three in that fucking brisket, right? Um, I, <laughs> yeah, I, like butter. Um. So what's next? I guess. I mean, what what do you got coming up in the next uh, couple? Of this I think this episode goes out next week. What do you got going on for the next couple of months? So I'm in town next week. Um, we do, when I'm in town, I don't have really big events going on. I'll do stock the fridge. So I'll just go visit an agency and completely just stock their kitchen and break room with snacks and drinks. Um, or I'll do campus heroes where I'll go to a school and provide lunch for each officer because usually they can't leave the campus. Um, in two weeks, I'll be with a, with a veteran group in the Ozarks um, doing a, a veteran fishing tournament. We have the VA in Charlotte again in a few weeks. That's about 300 veterans that roll through in about two hours. Um, Do you guys promote well, that or, or is it just whom, whoever shows up that day? Yeah, it's promoted with the Independence Fund. Okay. I don't know if, you, yeah. if you're familiar with them. Yeah, Sarah's um, a good friend of mine. 
Yeah, so we partner with them. Uh, and that's one of the coolest ways that, you know, it's easy to pull up at an agency and, and serve the first responders, but with veterans, um, it's a little bit harder to get into the community. So partnering with other veteran like-minded organizations has been a blessing. Um, also partner with Operation Wake Surf, which they're all over the nation, but they're housed up here at Lake Norman. And so uh, they'll take veterans out surfing and then we'll serve them. So that's kind of the cool thing is partnering with like-minded people. Like, you do your thing, I'll, I'll cook, you know what I mean? Mm. We have uh, West Monroe, we have a, a Lakeland, Florida, Tampa, Florida coming up. We're gonna do like a Florida tour. When's uh, Tampa? That's September. Okay. I can keep you posted. Yeah, um, do that. Um, we, uh, so my booze company, Hard AF Seltzer, we sponsor the, the Rays and uh the route we're, we're big in tampa so we're down there oh, a lot. Okay. um yeah it'd be cool i mean we've got some events planned um you know over the next year or so so it'd be maybe we can do something together and um just to promote what you're doing out there i think it's it's good and you know i think the people that you're <clears throat> the people that you're going to end up meeting that can copy what you're doing in other places are probably going to be people that you meet at your events. I doubt it's going to be people who are reaching out to you online because those people usually are motivated by something other than just doing the job. But if, yeah. if somebody sees, I would, I, I would expect you to be able to meet somebody that can replicate this in person, probably at an event more so than, than on the internet. Um, and it's hard to vet people too. I mean, there's just so many yeah. knuckleheads running around. Um, do you got any weird stories? Like what's the weirdest thing that's happened in one of these things? Oh, um, in person, mm. uh, I carry now. That's a <laughs> I didn't have my, I didn't have my CWP, uh, before this, but once I went viral, um, yeah. So I carry every time I travel, um, or even around home, or even around home, mm. but there's just been, I stopped checking in where I'm at now. I know sled in South Carolina had told me not to, especially after the, the stalker guy on the internet. Um, I had people show up. We were serving Travis Tritt in Spartanburg. Um, not that he's a first responder, but super patriot. Mm -hmm. um, and so he's always donated and gave back and a follower shows up and trying to meet me. And um, I get, I had a hand drawn framed picture portrait of myself in my PO box for my birthday. Looked like a three-year-old <laughs> drew it. Um, you know, gift cards to get your feet done. Oh boy. But they, but they want a picture. <laughs> I don't even use it. I just throw it away. It's, it, the internet's crazy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's one that, uh, I, I, it just, it's never really registered with me. I understand a lot. What, feet? Yeah. It's just weird. Like I, <laughs> I don't, I don't A lot of people have an aversion to feet. Like they're like, Oh, gross feet. Get it off me. I don't really care about that stuff, but I, being attracted to a foot seems like something may yeah. have gone wrong in your childhood. You know what I mean? Um, especially if you're asking unsolicited asking for fucking pictures of somebody else's feet. Uh, that's weird. So do you, when you, I mean, you're a, a nice looking lady. Do you fucking, I, I, a lot of my female friends on the internet refuse to post pictures that include their feet. Even if they're like at the beach or something, they'll take the yeah. picture from the ankles up. Just so they don't, because dudes literally will zoom in on your fucking feet and shit. That's so weird. It's weird. It's so weird. And the same guy 
who knows if he listens to your show, but <laughs> he just emailed me like last week. Can I go ahead and send you a gift card for your birthday? I don't know when my birthday's in June. I've never responded to him. I've never used the gift card. Like, I don't know. I mean, I get the weirdest shit in my PO box. Um, Why don't they just, just donate weird. to the organization? Yeah. All the money you spent on shipping and all this stuff yeah you would think so but oh my god i mean i guess dudes have always been weird like this now it's just the <laughs> internet makes it more obvious i don't fucking know like but, i want to take you line dancing in nashville bro well we haven't met so maybe like like people people know too much about me so i, I stopped posting a lot of of my personal home life mm. Yeah. In the last few years, uh, uh, maybe a good idea just to fucking get married or something, even if it's not real. <laughs> just have like a get AI to make wedding photos of you or some shit. Go on chat chat GPT and have it spit out some wedding photos and post those. Maybe dudes will leave you alone then. Hey, sometimes it makes it worse. You know how this world is. Yeah, that's true. Jesus Christ, we live in a fucked up world right now. Uh, <laughs> or maybe I think it's always been kind of fucked up. It's just like people have more opportunity to be weird in public now, uh, and we allow them to do it which is yeah with smartphones yeah yeah it's probably not the best idea what's your favorite thing to cook like if you if you're if there's i don't want to call it your last meal because that implies something different like you're on death row or some shit but if you had to if you're if it's a go-to meal for you what is it it's like three meats and a fucking and baked beans or some shit everybody barbecuers all have kind of their go-to yeah but i'm i'm so tired of pulled pork mm. you know in south carolina you oh can't i know find i know beef. um when I first started Hunger Heroes, I would take home the leftovers and make like tacos and nachos, but I don't even want to smell it. I don't want slaw, beans, <laughs> banana pudding. Um, that's the cool thing when I took my dad to Austin, when you we were talking about Texas, oh, yeah. is he had never had like the dino beef ribs. Mm -hmm. And so you can't find that here. So that is like my favorite thing ever. I have to order them online. Um, really? They don't, they don't sell them anywhere around there? I can't find them anywhere. Like I guess there's not, not a whole butcher. lot of cattle ranches on the East Coast in general, so probably not, huh? Like even tri-tip, it's yeah. you cannot find it on the East Coast. Um, I actually bought my dad two tri-tips last week for his birthday because you can't find them here. Um, so my favorite meal would be beef ribs. Beef ribs, yeah. There's uh, uh, Terry Black's here in Austin does a pretty good beef. Love rib. it. Yeah. Love Terry Black's. Um, they've been slacking a little bit on the brisket lately, to be honest, but you know. Whatever, it's a big company. Their street corn, everything. I I love. I mm. go there every time I fly to Austin. So you're a Carolina girl that prefers Texas barbecue, is what you're saying? Well, I prefer beef, but I do prefer the uh, the vinegar based mm -hmm. Carolina sauce. Well, do you? I I just think that uh, good barbecue doesn't need sauce. Frankly, you know what well, I mean. It's like people put stuff on steak too. I eat uh, I eat one to two steaks per night. You know what I mean. Uh, if it's like a tomahawk, it's just one. But if it's a rib, like a, if it's a ribeye that's less than an inch and a half thick, I usually have a side steak, as I refer to it. It's a side steak. <laughs> it's like a fillet or a New York strip or some shit like that. Um, so I don't really put too much. There is one dude. It's my buddy Andy. Uh, he, he's got this sauce called flip flop sauce, and it's uh, I, I use that a lot. You, I, I'm surprised you haven't run into him at any point. He On does, steak or barbecue? Uh, on steak, yeah, not on barbecue. I don't I don't know that I put anything on barbecue. Um, I talk shit to people from Kansas city all the time. Cause they're like, Oh, our burn ins are great. Burn ins means you fucked it up. First of all. And secondly, you like drenched you're, it. Yeah, you're covering it up with this sweet ass sauce. I don't want to see that stuff. I, don't, I, I guess ribs is the only thing I really like sauce on. Yeah. I don't like the thick sweet stuff. I mean, I, I like the, the vinegar mustard base, like the vinegar base slaw. Yeah. 
Carolina slow, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I like that too. I mean, I like. What uh, rub do you use? I'm um, curious. I usually make my own, to be honest. It depends on what what type of meat and what cut it is. I mean, if it's super fatty, obviously you're gonna want to do something with that. But um, pork always dry. Uh, I don't like yeah. wet rubs on, or I don't like wet sauces on pork at all. I just think the dryness, our dry rub brings out the flavor a little bit more. Um, but I have, I guess one of my favorites that I make myself is salt, pepper, garlic powder, onion powder, um, paprika, sometimes smoked. It depends on if it's really fatty piece of meat, I'll use smoked paprika because it really gets in there. Um, yeah. And then a couple of other things that i'm not gonna mention because fuck you it's my recipe yeah, bitch I might take uh, it. yeah no not you specifically you can use it all you want but <laughs> these assholes that watch the show are gonna steal my stuff um but yeah i like that what's your what do you what do you like I we're mean, actually working on hunger heroes rub for later in mm -hmm. the year um but for now i use whiskey bent and uh reload rubs out of knoxville tennessee i like reload yeah i actually got a bunch of that at my house right now yeah, they've been with me since the beginning, and uh, awesome family. Mm. They all, they also uh, donate every quarter of all their proceeds. So if you look on the back of their label, there's a little South Carolina state. I don't know if you've noticed it mm -mm. that says Hunger Heroes. So we get a portion of oh, that's of nice. their proceeds. I didn't know that. I guess I have donated to your organization then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, uh, grill your ass off too. Here in Texas, make some good stuff. He's a former army guy. I've met him. Um, yeah, he's a good guy. Uh, I like their stuff too, but mo to be honest, most of the time I just make one at my house. Um, cause I want to get, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of a dork about it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, uh, I'll, I sift it and then stir it up with a uh, whisk to make sure it's, everything is all divided evenly. And then I put like, I, I'm instead of, uh, I guess sprinkling the, the rub on, I'm like, picking up a certain amount, shaking my hand and then patting Thank it down you. on it and stuff like that because I'm a dick. You know what I mean? You got down to a science? I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm stupid and I just think I'm better than everybody else. That's well, you know, it doesn't have any fillers in it and no BS in it. Yeah, I can't. That's the thing that sugar. really bothers me. Like, uh, I'm the sugar. I don't put every, I, some stuff I will use a little bit of brown sugar in, but most of the time mm -hmm. I, if, even if the rub calls for it, I don't use sugar. I don't, it's, I think it's unnecessary. If anything, I'll use honey, um, to do that. Uh, we're just, we're not even talking about the show. I know. I'm sorry. No, I'm it's sorry. fine. It's barbecue. I like, I'm getting hungry right now and angry, uh, cause I haven't eaten today. Um, but yeah, I'm, that's, that's good. What about size sausage big there? No. God, man, not you really. guys suck. What the fuck is going not on really. over there? Sausage. That's big in Texas. Yeah. I do like the sauce better. Uh, I, if I had to choose between St. Louis, Kansas city, uh, uh, Texas doesn't really do sauce that much and Carolinas, I would pick Carolinas. I probably though, just too. because I grew up on it. It's super thin. There's like a, we do a yellow mustard base and then we do a vinegar base, but yeah. hopefully by the end of the year, we'll have it to be able to, to sell at events. Cause people always ask, ask for it. So that's another thing that I'm working on. Yeah. If I could give you some advice, have the, um, make it a separate company, um, make it an LLC that sells the product. And gives a portion of the proceeds just for tax purposes. Gotcha. Um, Sarah can help you with that. She's very smart about doing that stuff. Um, so if you have questions, ask her. Um, but uh, anyways, we got to wrap this up. Tell everybody where – what. well, let me – before we do that, actually, you said there's uh, 
a hunting or a fishing thing going on in, in the Ozarks. Yes. Do you know what the um, name of the organization is? The E3 Ranch Foundation is sponsoring. It. Okay. So if you guys want to check that out, if you live in that area, uh, you can go check out their website. They, they, they do a pretty good job of listing yeah. all their events and stuff. Um, so tell everybody where they can find you on social media and stuff, where they can find your organization and what the best way to help you out with what you're doing is. Okay. Um, HungryHeroesBBQ.com is our website. Uh, there's a submission form. So if you want us to come to your area or you know an agency in need, always uh, visit the website and shoot us a submission and we'll go from there. Um, Hungry Heroes, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Amanda Riggin. I, I probably post more on my personal page than Hungry Heroes, but I'm working on that. Um, we also sell merch. By the way, I need to send you some. Mm -hmm. um, so 100% of the proceeds go back into the mission and I love it. I create what I like and so uh, it's it's done good so far. Um, but yeah, just prayers, follows, shares, donations, uh, word of mouth. Um, if you know of a, a community who, who's in need or any veteran in need, yeah, just shoot us an email or find me online. But uh, no stalking, obviously. No That's, stalking. Uh... Let's uh, let's keep it to a no fucking... love letters and <laughs> <laughs> no flowers at my door. <laughs> oh boy! All right. I got you so off topic today, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's uh, I I don't ever come in with a plan for any of this stuff. I just kind of let the conversation go where it needs to go. So um, I appreciate you having me. Yeah. Oh, of course. Anytime. Uh, yeah. So Amanda Riggin, uh, Hungry Heroes Barbecue BBQ. Hungry Heroes BBQ. Is it .com or org or what is it? Oh. Frozen. Can you hear me? It froze. Yeah. Yeah. So it's HungryHeroesBBQ.com, right? Uh-oh. Well, we're having some trouble here. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, Amanda Riggin, thank you again for coming today. Really appreciate your time. Um, HungryHeroesBBQ.com, right? .com. Yep. Okay. Hungry Heroes Barbecue, BBQ.com. Go check them out. See if they're in your area. See if you can help. And if you can, do it. Don't be a creep. Uh, thank you for coming today. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. And thank, thank you, you all for listening. This has been Citizen. <laughs>